This is the Manga Mavericks Podcast from AllComic.com, episode 61. We are a podcast not only dedicated to talking about manga as a medium, but as an industry. I'm Colton, and yeah, um, so in case you didn't listen to the last episode, Lam Ramayasha and I uh, had our friend Maxi Bernard from Friendship Effort Victory come on the show to talk about the two latest jump starts, uh, Teenage Renaissance David and I Am From Japan that I think pretty much premiered like a couple weeks ago at this point. And in that same recording session, we also discussed the My Hero Academia uh, one-shot prequel, uh, All Might Rising, as well as about the movie Two Heroes. And that discussion was supposed to be on the last episode, but with the news going on a little longer than I thought it would, and our raw audio was already like over two and a half hours, you know, I I figured... You know, Lum and I basically decided we should just split the episode up and uh, wait until the week after to release that discussion uh, that I just mentioned. Um, so it's been a week since then, at the time that we're putting this episode up, and um, I have some good news and some bad news as far as that goes. Uh, the good news is, uh, th- you know, we have an episode up this week, and uh, you will be getting to listen to our Jumpstart discussion. Uh, the bad news is I had a lot of personal stuff kind of happen over the week, in which kind of took up a lot of my editing time, unfortunately. Uh, so I was able to edit the Jumpstart discussion, but basically all the My Hero Academia stuff that we discussed, I still haven't had the time to finish, and I'm just not going to have the time before the week is out to finish that up. I still have 90 minutes worth of audio to kind of go through. Um, so what we're going to do is... We're bringing you our latest Jumpstart discussion. And so the plan is for now, hopefully next week, uh, you'll finally be able to hear me and Lum and uh, Maxi talk about All Might Rising and Two Heroes. Um, and so that is the plan. And so I apologize for kind of only meeting halfway on our uh, on my promise to bring you our full discussion. Um, I figured an episode was better than no episode. And, you know, I really want to get these Jumpstart discussions out, you know, before they become, you know, not so relevant anymore. Uh, Hopefully I'll have more time in the next week to kind of finish up our My Hero Academia discussion. Um, But, uh, yeah, that is coming. Uh, I will have more time next week, hopefully, to do that. And so I think with all of my apologies out of the way, um, I think we should just get right into discussing the two newest Jumpstarts. And now we're going to jump in to a discussion of some new jump starts with our good friend, Maxi Barnard. That's me. And perhaps we've got two new modern classics on our hand because we're starting off with a series called Teenage Renaissance David that pays heavy tribute to the classics in a sophisticated, mature, respectful way. I mean, at the very least, it finds a new definition for the idea of a manga classic. Yes, truly, truly. So, should we jump right into it and discuss uh, the first of these two new series? Yeah, we should. Absolutely. All right, so Teenage Renaissance David by Yushin Kuroki. Who wants to take the lead on this one? Um, I guess I could, since I, I could put it as succinctly as possible. Um, Teenage Renaissance David is essentially a high school comedy where the main character is literally the... What's it called? The Michelangelo statue? Michelangelo's what? David. The David. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why it's called Teenage Renaissance David. 
Exactly. But I don't think exactly. you say it like David. I think you say it how Sid said it, but I've never had to say it out loud, so I assume it's like the How did I name say it? David. Did I say it like David or something? David sounds better, but I'm going to keep saying David because... I, yeah, I like it, that too. In fact, no, you know what? I'm going to call it Dave. <laughs> it sounds more, sounds more English, you know? It's like, oh, it's Dave, the statue bloke. Or Davey. Hey, Davey! <laughs> Davey! Um, and yeah, I'm I'm not really sure... What else to say about the premise other than that? Like, I think it's pretty straightforward, personally. It's a concept that's so simple that I'm amazed it hasn't actually been done in this particular way before. It's... it's dumb. <clears throat> in the best way. Like, you... it's literally just, hey, it's modern art, but a school. Because, like, his love interest is Venus. Like, literally, when she's introduced, it's that whole thing where her hair's being held up, you know? That that painting? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know a lot about art history, as you can tell from how I <laughs> vaguely allude to what they might be. Uh, the, yep. It, and it, it makes for easy comedy, especially on the part of uh, of David himself. Because, like, all you really have to do is make a statue pull a silly face, and it's amazing. <laughs> like... And and you get a lot of this. It's um the the best way of describing the gag comedy in this is that it's a social embarrassment gag comedy. It's all about putting David in positions that cause him immense distress and he pulls a face and it kind of and like we're only a few chapters in, it's really nailed it out the gate. Like so, some people have a lot of negative things to say about it, but honestly, I've laughed at almost every single gag so far. <laughs> Um, personally, I thought, um, I didn't think it was like, um, I don't know. I didn't think it was like laugh out loud funny or anything, but I, I at least thought it was amusing. Like if I had the opportunity to read this every week, I probably would. It's, it's kind of like with, um, what we were talking about a few episodes ago with uh, sleepy princess in the demon's castle, where for me, it's not the kind of thing I would like probably read an entire volume of, or, you know, read too much of at a time like it's it's the kind of thing that i'm comfortable keeping up with just on a weekly basis like a like a comic strip kind of thing almost yeah like it it's really well suited to uh to that weekly pace like Mm -hmm. um i literally the the very week before these two new series started i was lamenting the fact that i really wasn't feeling jump anymore like i i was enjoying black clover other stuff i'd be like this is good but i'm not like hyped to read this magazine every week and as it turns out, just, like, having an issue that was bookended by, like, comedy and comedy that was, like, funny and, like, a short, sharp dose of, like, haha, like, really kind of brought that love back to me. Like, I'm I'm a, I'm a gag manga guy. Uh, back when I used to do, like, the, the very bad thing of scanlating, I, I explicitly did gag manga because that's what I really care about and they're really underserved in Western markets. Um, and Teenage Renaissance David is very much... A classic style gag manga you know it's in it's out it will do something embarrassing there'll be some urine it's on level really (laughs) (laughs) yeah literally a naked little man who will pee on david in every chapter mannequin peace mannequin peace yes the the symbol of the humor of the good people of brussels (laughs) the thing is right hit him turning up in chapter one is kind of amazing because it's just this joke of oh it's a statue that's constantly pissing but then in chapter two it's like he's Chekhov's mannequin piece because (laughs) 
because he was shown in, he was shown in chapter one so that he could save David from pissing himself in chapter two, which is I I can't it even is... get over how good this comic is. It is the funniest moment of uh, friendship bonding, and that like uh, he saves him by peeing all over him to nast David's pee. It's and in fact, great. The, the whole scenario of chapter two, because uh, what it, what it is with chapter two is somehow like David and Venus are now on an okay level again, despite the fact that she definitely saw him naked in chapter one. But he needs to pee real bad. But he's you know he ends up having to join in the football, at which point. The worst thing that can happen when you need to win Doom Sports happens, which is he gets hit in the crotch by a football. <laughs> and then he gets hit in the crotch. Before this one even lands, he gets hit in the crotch by another football immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and and pisses himself. And it it's puerile. It, it's, it, it is just like real simple, like scatological humor, except for we instead of poo. But like, it, it, re- it got me right here in my heart. <laughs> I love it. I'm sorry. All 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 I'm thinking about is um is uh, Mole Man's home movie from that episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> that was the second I said it because I realized as well. I keep saying like football uh, to you guys. It would be a soccer ball because you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, we are. I mean, the only country that uh, refer that refers to it as soccer. I, I so. used to be on a uh, a forum for the Dragon Ball Z live action movie years before it ever actually happens. Like to give you an idea, it was like people campaigning for it for like a decade before. No, and stop the, stop things... the world, stop the world. That was a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like literally from like two thousand and three, for like thirteen years old, I spent years being part of this forum that was like about the possibility of a Dragon Ball live action movie. Uh mostly we just talked about whatever the fuck, but um it it was the structure of the the forum. Uh, and one of the main rules there was set up by someone so that if you typed soccer it would uh it would censor it like a swear word. And that is one of my favourite little touches in the world. But we'll we'll come we'll come back to football in due time because strangely that's a running theme throughout these jump starts. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um I just love how Ma- Mannequin Peace just I-, I love how he has the Jotaro hat. That fucking slayed me. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Like it it's it's such a tiny little jump reference, but it, it really lands, especially with his sort of um sort of rough around the edges delinquent style of speaking. In in the same way, um the Oh no, we'll come back to that one later. That's a different. That that's the other series. I don't. I don't want to get ahead of myself. <laughs> I just I, not, now. I, all I can imagine, like as soon as I saw that, I just imagine him being voiced by Dice Keono, uh, the voice of Jotaro. <laughs> that's got to be a voice of him if this ever gets an anime adaptation. Also, props for using the jump uh, pirate head logo to censor their penises. Probably, yeah, yeah. Which, like, fun. I I got stupidly excited. The the jump pirate. Um, had a sort of period where he was like the forgotten mascot but then stuff like this has really brought it back to the forefront in a in a grotesque way <laughs> i mean there was there was there was also that one episode of gintama where uh of uh, i mean it was an anime only episode but there's literally an episode where uh they keep talking about like keep showing like alternate endings to the show and then like the jump pirate logo with like piccolo arms comes out of nowhere and tells them that they have to keep going <laughs> <laughs> uh Gintama, I think like uh for the anime actually has a few appearances of that jump pirate. Um it it's it's an excellent bit of logo design and it works so well as a sensor thing. It's 
I, I would genuinely put that up against uh, Shiraishi's face in Golden Kamoi as, like, which one's better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're both pretty good, yeah. And it speaks with a translator's note that very few people really need. Because <laughs> it, yeah. it goes, ciao. <laughs> oh, that's pretty, that pretty good. It's not even, in fact, not even that one. It's it's the other thing as well. It's um the the, the translators like sorry. I'm I'm so excited about David. I really am taking over this like entire section for a second. Um, <laughs> but like he ends up uh like saying saying crap, and you you get a proper keikaku means plan moment because <laughs> like it just goes it's like this means crap, and I ah I I died on the spot. It. It's little touches like that. Like, it's not just that this is a funny gag manga. Um, the team who are handling it for the Viz Jump Start have really, really sold it. The lettering's great. I, actually, I think that might be Annalise. Um, mm, is that, it? Uh, I think so. Let us check. Yeah, you know, I'm like, please, please make sure that we're giving appropriate accreditation so I don't actually give it to the wrong person. But it's... Um, yes, Annalise uh, letters Teenage Renaissance David. Because, like, that's... There's a lot to be said for choice of fonts when someone's speaking in another language, especially when it's got this classical Greek vibe. And they could have absolutely f that up. They, they could have they could have just made a complete mess of that. But the actual the, the choice of like fancy script used for this like really really makes things like the uh, the jump sensor mask saying "chow" like the funniest thing to me because it's just given that little little extra artistic touch that. A joke like that really doesn't deserve at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, enough of me. Uh, Sid, how did you find it? Sorry, I got carried away. I thought it was uh, delightfully juvenile. I think that the contrast of using these classical works of art for the most sophomoric humor imaginable, true toilet humor, was pretty ingenious. It, it does write itself. It is inherently funny that the stupid statue people are making silly faces and are peeing on each other. So it, it appeals to the basest form of comedy, and it's doing it really well. And I I do think that, you know, just the fun little flourishes, like the jump logo, sparkly eyes, when uh, <laughs> when Venus sees David's dick, and it's like, you know, I'm like, you just mentioned the chow, and then the chow means hey thing. That was great. That was hilarious. I, I even forgot the, 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 the crux of chapter one as well, the... um. Was it the? It becomes the the painting of a uh, god and Adam touching fingers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like these references to classical paintings in absurd comedy situations is great. I mean, it continues in chapter two too. Although I can't like pin down the exact reference in that one, but like when David is running across the field and he, the moment where he pees, it like it makes a very clear reference to some painting, but. So it's like it's really funny that the that he's working in, that the author is working in like these really funny moments to insert like a reference to a classical painting in like the most absurd, really funny, dumb way. It's really nice. I think I said on the last episode that like I was I was really hoping that um um the the David statue would just stay in its like classic pose the entire time and like not change like position or pose at all but i'm kind of glad the series didn't go with that because i could see that being pretty limiting like that probably would have worked better in animation that that sounds like the kind of thing like an adult swim show would do 
or something. Yeah, or um, what? What was the the anime from last year, Seco Boys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that that did the similar thing with the busts, and I I think on some level that's probably that probably makes it a good thing that David didn't go down that exact same route because you don't want to feel like you have significant crossover with one of the only other gag manga that's really doing this sort of weird juxtaposition between classical art and a sitcom setting. Yeah. But God, and, and also, like, it, it can't be said enough. Like, this is... Gag manga are not traditionally pretty. Uh, m- most gag manga are... They're, they're short, they're punchy, they get in, and they're, they're kind of ugly because it doesn't matter how they look, it's about getting the joke out. And the, the kind of stunning thing with David is it's really meticulously, like, rendered for something that's just short stupid gang humor yeah the cross hatching and attention to detail is pretty intense i'm like i'm surprised that the author put so much attention to keep it consistent throughout the chapter i'll be surprised if they can like keep it up on this sort of level forever especially because i'm not 100 percent sure what the average page count is going to be and we're not really going to know till chapter four because of how jump works and we might not see chapter four in english so who knows but as long as it looks like this, like I, I will just want it to not even necessarily do well, but just be in the magazine because that's that's a nice look. Mm. I was just kind of going uh, skimming through the chapter, the first chapter at least, right now, and uh, yeah, I was I was a bit surprised that it wasn't as long as like what a usual first chapter of of manga usually are. But it's also a gag manga, so those are usually significantly shorter. Um, yeah, first chapter was about like twenty three pages or so, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. A second chapter was about sixteen pages. I feel like you wouldn't want something like this to go beyond that length. I don't think you can pace out the gags well if this were to have had like a massive first chapter. Yeah. So it, it's definitely to its benefit that it came in with a short chapter and it's like, and then got shorter because it's being about the jokes, which is what gag manga is. Why they call gag manga instead of plot manga, you know? Um. But I'm I'm very glad that there was that realization because sometimes you'll get comedy things that have a, a massive fifty page opening chapter and you're kind of exhausted by the end of it. Like I, I want to say, Invade You's first chapter. Like I I love Invade You instantly as much as it's a poor dead thing now. Um, mm-hmm. But I I feel like its first chapter did kind of overstay its welcome by a little bit, and that wasn't like a huge first chapter I think, but it was longer than this at least. But yeah, I do think. A lot of gag chapters like this do need to be, like, succinct. They just need to get in and out. So, yeah, I mean, like, the a short page length would actually benefit Teenage Renaissance David. Not only because the work that goes into drawing David and all these statue characters is intensive, but also, you know, it helps keep the jokes not overstay their welcome. And, like, Teenage Renaissance David's formula, as evidenced by these first couple chapters, seems like it is, you know, what Maxie said earlier, in that it's basically an embarrassment comedy. Like, the joke is that David is gonna get in an embarrassing and awkward situation in every chapter, and then he's going to yell out, Kazo! And that's that's gonna be the joke. Like, Venus is gonna see him in an embarrassing position, and it's just gonna end humiliatingly for him. So that's basically how every chapter is going to go it seems like and so you don't want to like drag out that point multiple times within a single chapter you just want to have it you know here is the situation for this chapter it's done and now you can wait for next week and then Mm -hmm. it won't be as tiring or repetitive on the weekly read yeah exactly it's uh it's just good and punchy I, i don't think i have a lot more to say about it it's it's nice 
I think the only other thing I have to say is I think it works fine as a comic. Um, you know, again, like we've been saying, it's short and punchy. It doesn't overstay its welcome, and I appreciate that. Um, I think this is another candidate for probably another good, like, 10-minute length an episode, shorter run anime. Like, this is the kind of thing I would watch week to week, like I did with uh, Seko Boys in particular. Mm. I feel like it would suit the kind of thing like uh, what uh, Akuma no Memu-Memu-chan had. Uh, this was a Jump Plus series that's still going. I don't know why I said was. It got a, uh, it literally just got like a short one episode flash thing. And that worked well. It was very lo-fi, but it, it, it fit the length of the thing. It didn't have to worry about fitting usual television lengths. Or, um, or even better, uh, Isabe Isabe Monogatari. It had, it had a bean anime, like literally ones that last maybe about 30, 40 seconds. Hmm. Uh, or if you want to go slightly further, um, what's it? Uh, Wakakazake that was like a five minute episode, including its opening and ending. Like mm-hmm. this would be very suited to the sort of short anime formats that are getting, I don't want to say popular nowadays, but companies seem to be more at ease doing them instead of forcing something into a full length product. Certainly, they're getting more exposure over here, and now that streaming companies like Crunchyroll bring them over to us, and because they're so short and like just nicely enjoyable on the weekly uh, watch through. I think that the series like these find an audience now where they might as not before. And hell, even if you wanted to like, if for some reason you wanted to binge these kind of shows, like it wouldn't take you that long to, you know, get through an entire series depending on how long per episode it is. So, yeah, I mean, you could you could finish like an entire full core show in half an hour with how short some of these episodes can be. Definitely less than like an hour or two for sure. Mm hmm. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, we're definitely getting ahead of ourselves talking about, like, the... the <laughs> yeah, let's, the see, uh, let's <laughs> see how long this actually lasts. I mean, a lot of the jumpstarts haven't had much longevity this year. Yeah, well, That's true, but anything's possible at this point. Like, um, Doroke, a, a fantastic, uh, like, cops and robbers team-up series in a young jump has a drama after like half a year anything can happen now like the rule book's out the window <laughs> i i can't predict anything anymore after that david could have an anime last week i have no <laughs> clue <laughs> uh, yeah watch it D- david is gonna be it's 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 gonna it's gonna be like the most popular gag manga in jump by this time in like six months It'll either be this, or it'll be the other guy manga that debuted alongside it. I'm from Japan by Seiji Hayashi. And the premise of I'm from Japan is basically, it is about a character literally called Japan, who is a super Japanophile, very, very prideful in his home country, and of every prefecture in the country, all 47 of them, he is the master of Todofuken style which basically refers to being able to name all the prefectures in Japan. Uh, it apparently originated in Saitama Prefecture, as revealed in the second chapter. And basically, he just wants to share his love of Japan and all the prefectures with the world and show off how great they are. And he has honed 47 different martial arts techniques under this Todofuken style that all reflect the unique personalities of those uh, prefectures, which basically amounts to move martial arts moves that reflect uh, some 
popular aspect of that prefecture, like a river or a famous mountain, like a geographical aspect or a cultural aspect. And uh, mainly, uh, it seems in every chapter, it's going to be referencing a popular manga series from a creator who originated from that prefecture. So in the first chapter, we got Tagashi from Yamagata Prefecture, and he uses the Dragon of Darkness flame, which is not called Dragon of Darkness flame, but it's, it's basically that. And then in the second one, it's Saitama Prefecture, and they reference Shinshan. And he basically uh, does what Shin Chan does and attacks people with his butt. So that's pretty great. And, uh, and the antagonist of the series is a very clear reference to the principal from Sakigake Otojuko. Yeah, it, it's definitely uh, uh, Heihachi Idajima. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which <laughs> uh, and he kind of represents uh, what Tokyo's sense of superiority. I think Cause he, he's very much about like how that's. Was he? Yeah, he was like about how that's the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Which that was his thing. I what I really want to know now, and this is a weird sentence to say. I really want to know if Akira Miyashita was born in Tokyo, or if this is just a very weird reference. I would call for both. Maybe I mean, both are true. possible. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, I was. Um, I it's it's probably because I I don't know much about like the actual geography of Japan and I'm I I hate to admit it but I I'm pretty like bad at geography in general so I guess I just uh, a, a lot of the jokes are kind of lost on me unfortunately well see I think it's in- this series was interesting to me because I don't know much about the prefectures and I kind of like that the series is kind of letting you know something about each of them and what's supposed to be unique about them and also tying it in to what a manga reader would be interested in and like oh here's where this mangaka fr- who created this famous manga you recognize is from and that's oh yeah this helps me memorize like where what this prefecture is and what's unique about it uh, as well you're tying it into an interest of mine i think that's very smart and it's also kind of funny that they can he can basically just reference manga in a kind of an organic way. Yeah, I I think kind of the way I fall on that is it's because mo- most of the knowledge there was news to me as well. Um, so it's like it's fun and educational and and funny, but when you explain the joke, it isn't as funny, and it kind of has to do that to make you know what the joke is. Which is, it, it's an awkward territory for a gangbang to fit in. And I, I can't say enough, I like it. I, I really like it quite a lot. But it it's a bit of a glaring flaw in the actual concept. Mm. I, I do like, and you know, now that uh, now that you put it that way, I, li- I like the idea and I like that concept of, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's reference manga in a way that's actually kind of educational. I mean, I, I, I like that aspect of it, but... I mean, again, this is this is definitely like David, like one of those things that I'd be fine just kind of reading weekly. Though, except with David, like I feel like if we, if I had to like pick and choose, like as far as like if I wanted to read like an entire volume of one of these, I probably would actually pick David over this, hmm. just because I personally think David is a little funnier, just to me personally. I can kind of get that. It occurs to me, what, what I really want to do now, not to take things away or make this like a weird thing. Come on, just to get a bead, because I, I, I don't think I've ever asked this. What gag manga do you like? Like, some particular series, like, what are your favourite gag manga? 
Ah, uh, see, I don't know if I have any like favorites because I don't, I don't think I've read like a lot of Boba 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 Bo and Doctor Slump. I mean, I, I do like Boba Bo, even if I haven't like read a lot of it, and I, I really want to say Gintama, but Gintama's weird because it's not really like it's not really gag manga. <laughs> I think I think that's what you classify as a story comedy. Yeah, a, a dramedy, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Yatsura, I don't know if you'd classify as a gag manga. Perhaps you would. So, I mean, that should be obvious then. I was going to say, like, I, I I haven't had the chance to read a lot of it, but I, I do... I do like Dr. Slump, but I I also think that's because I I really like Toriyama's sense of humor in particular. So, I, mean, I, say, I, I think that way like, it kind of addresses, like, I, I wonder if part of why a lot of these gag manga don't work for you and why they only kind of have appeal to you on the idea of, like, a short weekly dose is because they lack that sort of, uh, that continued structure that a lot of the more sort of plot-oriented gag manga tend to have. Yeah, I mean, Bobo Bo is, like, a parody of Shonen Battle Manga, so each arc of Bobo has, like, a structure, and, like, oh, we're gonna beat X number of villains, then we're gonna fight the big villain, but it's all a farce along the way, because we're just gonna make a bunch of jokes. Pretty much, and, yeah. As we beat all these bad guys. Yeah, I, I mean, st- structure structure is a very light statement for Bobo Bo. Like, it's got an end destination, it has a start point, but everything that happens in between then goes, well, this can be anything. Yeah, I mean, though it does have, like, a formulaic structure to the arcs. Like, there's, like, a certain number of, like, bad guys that they gotta beat before they get to the big boss. It's usually, like, five or so. And then there's, like, a few... You have, like, a fusion fight somewhere in an arc. So, like, there's there's some formula stuff that you pick up on in Bobo Bo. It's like, oh, I see what you're doing, so why? <laughs> you found a groove here. I feel like it makes me sound a little rigid, but, I mean, you're you're not wrong. I, I do prefer more structural, like, storytelling i guess so g- gag manga to me and I-, I hate to use this word because it-, it might sound more harsh than i want it to sound but like gag manga to me are, are a bit more disposable where it's like i can kind of read this and i'm probably not going to think about it too much afterwards you know it's it's something it's something i kind of enjoy more in the moment i mean the, the thing is is that's both harsh and also what they're actually designed to be so it's like it is the definition of harsh but true. It's like, yeah, they're disposable, but that's a fault with the very idea of gag manga, not with your judgment of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I do like gag manga with, like, some story element to them, or where, like, the individual stories in each chapter are different and unique and interesting ways. Like, Dr. Slump and Yurisayatsura, like, every chapter has a different thing going on. It's, like, different jokes like there are recurring jokes but every chapter is focused on like on a different idea it's not like the same idea in every chapter yeah and then boba as we just discussed before has like an overarching story and like goals in each chapter that they're that they're like uh drifting through as they have fun like my my personal favorite gag stuff is mostly like work by uh mangataro who Definitely has a plot structure to his series, but it decompresses it to fit in so many odd, disgusting jokes along the way <laughs> that you kind of forget that there is a plot. Um, like uh, it, the, the particular series I'm thinking of, stuff like uh, uh, Shinyuki or his latest series ongoing at the moment, The Little Prince, based on The Little Prince, but more testicles and blood and dismemberment and thanking the president <laughs> of Tenga. Um, oh, look, if, if I had the opportunity to, I 
I think I would read his work in a heartbeat. The, the fact that none of it is licensed is simultaneously the most disappointing and understandable thing <laughs> in all of comics publishing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm from Japan. It has, unlike David, and this is definitely a plus for it, it feels like the, the structure of these early chapters could definitely lead to it going into something a little more plot heavy. If it were to remind me of any series at all, it would uh, be Shima Bukuro's debut work, um, End of Century Leader Takeshi. That's definitely the correct title. Um, shit, actually, I think it is. Hey! Um, which started as a gag manga, and then as it went on, it, it formed longer plots, it had a bit more action, and it actually just became a battle manga. Like, I'm from Japan is... It's in that sort of traditional mold. It's in it's in the Kaniku Man mold, if you really want to go that far back. Mm-hmm. It, it's funny... It is disposable gag stuff, but it definitely has left itself a get out of, oh, am I not doing that well as a gag manga? Guess I'm an action series now. It feels like if it had to go that route, like, at the very least, it could it could start transitioning into that type of manga a little more organically. And it doesn't, it, it, like, it won't feel like it just comes out of nowhere. I mean, it set up seeds for other characters showing up because Japan references characters he's met before, like Yuki from Aomori and Manami from Wakayama. So clearly there's like other characters in mind already that could come into this. Yeah, it's it's definitely got room for it. Uh, and, and that stuff can pay off dividends. Um, like along with the two examples I mentioned, like uh, Reborn did it in the last decade and a half and managed to be one of Jump's most successful titles. Like... And that, and that was a gag manga for a whole year. It took a while before it made that shift into battles. And it did that shift hard. Like, jokes stopped when it became a battle manga. So, like, I I don't like I'm from Japan as much as I like Teenage Renaissance David. But I feel like it's got more versatility and has more potential for where it could go in the future. Even if I think that I could look at Teenage Renaissance David, like, if it lasted years, I would still be laughing at chapters as they come out. Which is kind of important because, like, this this is their big push to inject more gag manga in. Because, like, again, Gintama wasn't gag manga, but it was a big source of comedy. Uh, Kochikame, Saiki Kusuro, like, they've had a big exodus of funny comics from Jump. Like, a big part of the reason I was getting sick of it is because Jump is not necessarily po-faced, but the sort of humor it's had has been little injections into, into action manga or into rom-coms, which are their own sort of humor, which is fine. But you don't just want rom-coms. You want a good laugh-out-loud gag manga. And I feel like it's been a real sort of slam dunk for Jump to have put two very different gag manga in on the same week. Yeah, that that is a very interesting move on their part. Testing the waters to see, like, what kind of gag series audiences will respond to. I'm personally holding out for David, but I, I, I am interested in the what potential routes I am from Japan could take. I mean, I, I said this with the last round, I'll say it again with this round, I really want both of these series to succeed, and I think they deserve it. Which might might be a curse on them, because again, last time I said that, uh, Momiji no Kusetsu and Invade You, they ended on the spot. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, that's a real shame. I was really rooting for uh, Momiji no Kisetsu, uh in particular. Yeah, I think they both deserved a longer shake than they got, but... If, if it doesn't work in Jump, it doesn't work in Jump. It's a shame, but it's true. Um, hope, hopefully these will succeed. I'm also not just saying that because uh, the author of Momiji uh, drew Basun when it came time for that big spread of 
hey, draw whatever jump character inspires you, probably. <laughs> that that definitely uh, endears them to me. <laughs> oh, God, you know what's really awful? I said that was last round. There was an entire other serialization round between, and yeah. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess Alice and Tayo and uh, Seiji Tanaka have been sticking in your mind. Well, the thing is, I really like Alice and Tayo. I, I, I hold it up as one of the best comics from this year. Wow. But I think, I think I've resigned it a little bit to death in my mind, you know? Yeah, it doesn't seem too long for this world. Uh, and, and Seiji Tanaka, I mean, it wasn't bad. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I, I also really liked Seiji Tanaka also, but that's not, again, that's not really a gag manga because they're obviously, you know, it's obviously telling a larger story, but it has huge doses of comedy. At least in my mind, I thought it was funny, but... I mean, that I felt like that was more in the Gintama mold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's probably why I liked it, honestly. But I mean, also, I, I really just, um, I, I really like the artistic sensibilities in there because, uh, as we've seen, like, the dude is obviously inspired by Taikubo's type of art. Oh, yeah. I mean, as we know, it's like uh, Ichigo was this choice of, like, inspirational character for that jump cover, which I, I wish they would do that every year now because that's such a good way of getting an insight into an author. <laughs> Yeah, like that—that that has to be a requirement. Like, which which series or jump character inspires you the most? You're gonna be featured on a cover. They they do kind of do this with one shots in magazines, uh, and and with anything in Giga. Um, when they introduce a a new author for a series, they they'll list their three favorite series. But we don't get to see that because I mean, first of all, we don't really get the one shots here, and we certainly will never get Giga here. A giga, giga. It doesn't matter how what I call it. It's not coming over here. Um, but it, it's just, it's such a good way to get a, a feeling of the vibe you want to expect going in. And like, and that's got me excited for stuff. Like, uh, Hinamaru Zumo, I read a, a, a little bit of that back in, uh, when it was running as a free volume on Jump's bookstore. Cause they just do that sometimes. You get to read things for free. And I wish I'd known then that they were a fan of Kanikuman because it really, puts in place a lot of the the feeling of that series where it just wasn't clicking for me because I was expecting something more serious. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, but I guess, I guess how do we feel about I'm from Japan overall then? I think I'm the odd man out in that I liked it more than Teenage Renaissance David because I'm very interested in the subject matter of learning about all the different peach factories of Japan. And I think that the way that I'm from Japan is doing it by tying it into like specific landmarks and manga references that are easy to remember is quite helpful. And especially for young audiences in Japan, it might be really, really helpful. But also for me as like a Westerner who has not studied Japanese history, like it's also, it's also nice to have something like really easy to like digest like that, to like learn a little something new while reading a manga. I kind of do like that. Whereas with Teenage Renaissance David, like, I love classical art. I took many art history classes, so I do appreciate a lot of the references and, and turning, like, high art into low art. But, uh, you know, it's I'm not learning something new from Teenage Renaissance David, and I think that's the difference from uh, 
bad in I'm for Japan is that I do feel like the subject matter is something that I'm interested in, but I'm actually getting something more out of it than I would expect from a disposable gag comedy. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Mm. And I, I, mean, I how I oh, go ahead. Sorry, and I and I continue. I I got ahead of myself. No, I was just gonna say, um I and I totally think uh as far as I'm from Japan goes, that that educational value is well, to be redundant, valuable. Um but again, I'm I'm mostly just going with what I thought was funnier, and you know, I personally found David to be funnier in comparison. Um, I'm generally at the same mind. I I do really like both. Uh, I I said on a, a previous Jumpstart discussion that uh, that like each round is something I like a little bit more. Um, whilst I don't like I'm from Japan as much as David, they are generally as as far as this year goes. It's probably the most I've enjoyed a serialization round wholesale. Hmm. Interesting. Which, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel like, how has this, because th- these are probably the last new serials of the year. Like everything else will be sort of like issue one, two, three sort of time, uh, of 2019's issues. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you found 2018 for jump? I've personally found it interesting. Um, if you were to ask me, like, on the spot, like, what new series have really stood out to me, I'd have to, like, go back and actually take a look at what has come out this year, because I, I feel like I run the risk of naming a series that, like, premiered, like, like years and years ago. Like, I, I, I always forget, like, what premiered when, um, so I'd, I'd have to look back personally, but I, I feel like if I looked back, I'd probably find a lot of series where I'd be like, oh, hey, I remember that, or it'd be like... Yeah, I, I really liked that. Like, I it's it's hard for me to hard for me to come up with something off the top of my head other than like Seiji Tanaka, which was pretty recent comparatively. Time all runs together sometimes. Exactly. That's 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 my problem. Well, it, it's been a couple of really unsuccessful years for new jump series. Uh, like twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen have been fine. Like there there have been series that have come out. And th- there's been like things that have lasted. I mean, we've still got We Never Learn and Doctor Stone from uh from last year, and we've got Act Age and uh, Jujutsu Kaisen from a uh, from this year. As far as like things sticking out, but that feels like a really low hit rate. Hmm. Is it? Is it a low hit rate? It. It's by no means the the worst it's done, and who knows? Like we've we've still got. These two series and the two from the last round, they're still here. Like, something could happen with those. Um, and it's, it, again, it's by no means the worst year Jump has ever had, uh, either of these years. I mean, I guess compared to 2016, where there were three hits that came out that year, and then not including Boruto, which is still in the magazine. So that's like four ongoing series that have been in the magazine since 2016 that are still with us. But I feel like, I don't know, two new series that hit their stride uh, in a year. I feel that's pretty good. I don't know if that's like... I feel like in years past, uh, I think like Black Clover was the only thing from 2015 that's still with us. So it's, it's... I think, you know, two new series that like are, you know, that make it big. It, it seems like pretty fine. seems like pretty expected. But I think I, I, because we follow all the new jump starts and we see like the how many do not succeed as opposed to the few that do, it like feels like, oh man, it's like jump struggling here. But I feel like this is kind of like the same hit rate 
that they've had for the last couple of years. That's kind of thing. By no means is Jump struggling. I think it's just I'm seeing so many serials. It is how Jump works. Like they're they're ruthless, but it maybe it's just getting more exhausting for me to see them like serialize what like ten, twelve things a year, whatever, and then turn around and go and say, yeah, two of these worked, kind of. We'll see if they last <laughs> another year. Yeah, I I could see how that would be kind of exhausting, but it it seems like two two semi-successful new series a year doesn't it doesn't seem that i mean i i guess like two out of like 10 or whatever it doesn't seem bad but i mean two actually somewhat successful new series seems it seems average to me like it like i kind of expect it yeah maybe i'm maybe i'm just being a worry wall um regardless I've enjoyed a lot of stuff this year. Like, I'm actively still reading uh, Jujutsu Kaisen in volumes uh, and Invade You. I'm getting Alice and Tyre when it comes out. I'm definitely following both of these into volumes if they don't get picked up by Viz. So, like, it for, for me, it's a good hit, right? And it, honestly, if they're cancelled, that's fine because it, it saves me money. Um, but, yeah. Comic, comics are nice. Let's just say that. That's the easy thing. Let's not have me keep worrying. <laughs> See, I'm I'm interested in um because we're we're definitely gonna be uh probably picking our favorite jump starts, you know, when we do our our, our usual like year end episode and we kind of look back on the year. I'm I I think it's safe to say that I'm pr- that Act Age is probably going to be is probably going to be my favorite new series from this year, even though I totally keep forgetting that it premiered this year. <laughs> I mean, it's a fun mild survival. It's on the same level as uh, Hinamaru Zumo in that it doesn't sell enough that you would think they would keep it going. But it uh, it fulfills that rare thing of Jump of being a series where uh, the the uniqueness of the content matters more than it being a huge hit. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it serves a purpose literally no other comic in Jump like comes close to. All right, that is the end of the episode. And uh, again, uh, many apologies for only having about half the episode done. Uh, but um, again, our My Hero Academia discussion should be coming in the next week or so. Um, hopefully you guys still enjoyed our Jumpstart discussions. I, I always enjoy having these uh, with Maxi and whatnot, which uh, speaking of, uh, if you want to follow Maxi and all the stuff he does, uh, first off, you want to follow him on Twitter at MaxiTheBee. Uh, he does a lot of threads, you know, reading through various manga magazines. Um, I can't remember a lot of what he reads off the top of my head. I know he reads Grand Jump. I'm pretty sure he reads Shonen Sunday. Um, I think he reads Young Jump. I'm not sure. I feel like he does, but I, I also don't remember for sure. Um, but regardless, you really should be following Maxi. Um, he always reads a lot of really interesting stuff, but, uh, yeah, go follow him. That's at Maxi the Bee. Uh, you should also be following Friendship Effort Victory over at friendshipeffortvictory.com. Uh, it is a podcast slash blog. It, start, it started off as sort of a uh, a podcast about the inner workings of Weekly Shonen Jump, where he would uh, sit down and talk about many different Jump series per episode. Um, it's mostly a blog at this point. I know he really wants to bring back the podcast at some point. Uh, when when that'll happen, I don't know, but I very much look forward to the day that he starts uploading new podcast episodes. Um, he also does reviews of non-jump titles as well, so, you know, it's not just all about Shonen Jump, but mostly just, you know, whatever he's reading in particular. 
regardless, go follow all of Maxi's stuff. Uh, we really, we really enjoy his work, and uh, a big reason why we have him on the show. Um, but uh, moving on from Maxi, uh, you should also be following Lum Ramayasha uh, on such places as Twitter at Lum Ramayasha. And also, you can find him on uh, my anime list, any list, uh, the Animation Revelation forums. Uh, you can also look forward to uh, his reviews over at allcomic.com. Um, and as for me, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm Colton at SniperKing323. I do a lot of manga threads, maybe too many manga threads. And you can also follow my other podcasts, such as Life Lessons, the Gintama manga cast, if you're a Gintama fan over at gintalifelessons.wordpress.com, or if you're a fan of Detective Conan slash Case Closed, you want to you wanna listen to One Podcast Prevails over at onepodcastprevails.com. It's a show, again, about Detective Conan that I record with my friend Doctor over from the Ask Backwards Anime Podcast. Uh, I really enjoy recording that show, so please go listen to it if you're a fan of that series in particular. Um, again, that's at onepodcastprevails.com. Um, but as for the podcast and all comic and all that stuff in general... Uh, you can find every episode of our podcast, that's Manga Mavericks, over at all-comic.com. It's where we post every episode first. You can also follow us on facebook.com slash alt.comic or on twitter.com slash allcomic underscore. But if you want to follow Manga Mavericks specifically, you want to follow us on Twitter at manga underscore mavericks, uh, where you'll basically get the latest updates on the podcast first. Uh, as well as mangamavericks.tumblr.com. You should also follow us on youtube.com slash mangamavericks. Uh, we, we post excerpts and stuff of our, of our show, such as news pieces, our reviews and discussions and whatnot. Uh, again, you definitely want to subscribe to us over at youtube.com slash mangamavericks. Uh, you can email us anything about uh, about what you thought of these jump starts. Uh, what, what do you What do you think has been uh, your favorite jump starts from the past year or so? Email us anything uh, about manga, the podcast, uh, over to uh, mangamavericks at gmail .com. But the most important thing, guys, is that you subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcast, otherwise known as iTunes. I don't know what we're calling it anymore. That really helps the visibility of our show, so uh, please go do that if you so wish. Um, but yeah, that's going to be about it for this episode. Again, hopefully next time we will have our thoughts on My Hero Academia 2 Heroes as well as All Might Rising. So this has been episode 61 of the podcast, and we will see you guys next time for episode 62. Bye, guys. Bye.